0: Today on Locked On Mariners, the host tries to get back on track and does his best to be coherent after what amounts to a pretty much a wasted weekend. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. I've basically had a splitting headache since Saturday, and after feeling really off on Thursday and Friday, I'm still not feeling quite like myself, but a little better. But this still could be a very interesting episode of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tlopn. Please remember to download and follow this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on Tloppen. We will be replying to your listener emails here after we take care of a few other items. I'll bring in our guests first, however, and uh, first among those is Locked On Mariners contributor who will uh, be answering the email questions along with me today, as he ordinarily does, Mister John Miller. John, how are you?
1: Thou art well. <laughs>
0: Also with us today is, uh, to read the emails for us, my personal secretary, Clive Braithwaite IV. Clive, how are you doing today?
2: I'm very well, but I am sad that you're leaving the show, because that means I'll be out of a job. Not that you paid me, but I still enjoyed it.
0: Well, we still have one more email episode before we fold up our tents here and uh, turn the show over to a new host, probably next Thursday. In fact, definitely next Thursday. But before we get to today's emails, we do have some unfinished business to attend to, as I did miss uh, yesterday's show, as I was quite out of it, unfortunately. To be perfectly honest, gang, I did not see either Saturday's or Sunday's game. I spent most of the weekend resting in bed, and I think I was napping during both of these games. But uh, just looking at the uh, pitching, line from Yusei Kikuchi, another one of those games where he just didn't have it. And I did see part of the post-game show, actually, and they were saying that his stuff was uh, flat once again, and he was getting hit uh, pretty hard, and hopefully he can turn that around pretty soon. It was a 9-4 final, and the only reason the Mariners scored uh, four runs was because Mitch Haniger hit a three-run home run in the ninth inning to make it seem a little bit closer than it really was. But it was kind of, you know, just kind of a lost game from the start. And uh, on Sunday, Logan Gilbert beat the Angels 7-4. to He pitched five and a third innings, but he threw over 90 pitches in those five and a third innings. Not the most efficient of starts for him, although he did strike out nine, which is ratio-wise huge. Four hits allowed, uh, two runs they were both earned. And two walks, so the Mariners do wind up taking that three-game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the Angels. They took Friday's and Sunday's games, so they win the series, which is still pretty good. Will Vest, I mentioned uh, late or sometime last week that he had been designated for assignment, and I was surprised that the Tigers didn't take him back. The Tigers did reclaim Will Vest after his designation for assignment for that $50,000 fee to the Mariners. So he is again part of the Tigers organization. I'm sorry to see him go. I thought that he might have a future as a contributor out of the bullpen for the Mariners. Um, I can't wait to see what he does in Detroit over the next uh, few seasons. He's still an unfinished product, but I think he does have a future as a contributor out of now the Tigers bullpen. Ace Fraley was placed on the COVID-injured list um, over the weekend after he was scratched from Friday night's game with flu-like symptoms. And he was placed on the COVID list on Sunday, I believe. And in his stead, a minor league veteran, Dylan Thomas, was recalled, who has uh, played two games with the Mariners thus far, both of them in Detroit. I like the way he looked, so I'm excited to see what Mr. Thomas can do um, at the big league level once again. He put some good swings on the ball, had some good at-bats, and played a pretty good outfield. Mitch Haniger was named Player of the Week. I feel like this is a new news update, but it's kind of not. Mitch Haniger was named Player of the Week, so congratulations to him. I believe he uh, hit uh, 455 or something like that over the previous week or so. Tonight's game in Colorado will start at 5.40 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it'll be Marco Gonzalez versus Herman Marquez. And now, Clive, to the emails. What have we got today?
2: We don't have a tremendous number of emails, but we have a couple that may take up entire segments. We'll begin with one such message from Justin Dagoni from the outskirts of Olympia. He writes. Howdy DC. My question is this. After watching multiple games with the new foreign substance rule I have a lot of questions, one of which is how this was put in place mid-season. Also, I was reviewing the Max Scherzer incident where he was checked multiple times and the opposing coach said he needed to be checked again after his player struck out. They went out and checked him again. I think I know how you feel about this, but how do you feel about an opposing coach calling for a check again, that had already happened, because his player struck out? I have a thought on this and wanted your opinion on it. I do agree foreign substances should be banned. What do you think of limiting the amount of times a pitcher can be checked in a game? I believe if multiple checks occur and frustration builds within that pitcher that is on a good streak, it could affect their ability to focus on their game. And a huge congrats on pursuing further education and a new career. Thank you.
0: That is quite the question. It is. We have quite a few <laughs> questions like that today. We don't have that many questions, as, as Clive indicated, um, but a couple of them are going to take up entire segments. I think this one is probably going to be one of them, and uh, because the questions were so deep this time, John and I discussed them a little bit off air, and Mr. Degani brought up a point that I had not thought of, which is a very, very good point. Why is the commissioner... Able to do this, you were mentioning to me the other day, John. That doesn't, shouldn't this have been run past the players' union or the owners? Uh, would you like to speak to that uh, just a little bit, if you could?
1: Well, th- this is really not a new rule. This is simply just asking umpires and wanting to make sure that. And, and uh, Commissioner Manfred has said that they, it is consistently being enforced. This is rule. Mm 3.01. No player shall intentionally discolor or damage the ball by rubbing it with soil, rosin, paraffin, licorice, sandpaper, emery paper, or other foreign substance.
0: Yeah, and this, this rule, I mean, that, that's a good point because it's not a new rule. It's just really a reinforcement of one that's been on the books. Obviously, for a long time, if paraffin is uh, mentioned in the rule, as well as licorice, I want to meet the fellow who tried to put licorice on a ball. Actually, I, I shouldn't say that because it was probably not a bad strategy.
1: No, I, I imagine that would work fairly well. And what I believe needs to be addressed, and Jason Hernandez and I spoke about this in another episode, Yeah. what needs to be addressed now is the manager's ability to ask for a pitcher or other player to be inspected after they've already been inspected. And that's what Joe Girardi did in that situation with Max Scherzer. And I believe Jason and I, in talking about it, seemed to think that he was just looking to get tossed.
0: Yeah, yeah. He might have been looking to get tossed. Um, I don't remember if that happened or not. I think the umpire said, oh, okay, we'll go chuck him again. Uh, <laughs> and that's the other part of Mr. Degani's email, uh, multiple checks for uh, pitchers. And uh, well, I have it written down here. What did it say? How do you feel about uh, an opposing coach calling for a check that already happened because his player uh, struck out, limiting the number of checks per game perhaps? I don't know if you need to limit the number of checks uh, per game, but if you're going to do it, do it whole hog and check the pitcher every inning. And I don't know why they're checking them after an inning, after the fact. Wouldn't you want them, wouldn't you, Wouldn't as an umpire, you want to prevent something from coming into the game rather than finding out after the fact? I would think so. Yeah, so doing this at the end of innings really makes no sense to me. And if you do it at the beginning of the inning that uh, potentially will hopefully prevent the other uh, manager or any member of the opposing team, I think it has to be the manager, from going to the umpire and say, hey, check this guy. And then the umpire can say, no, I've already checked him at the beginning of the inning. Did you see him walk back to the dugout and load up? I didn't. To me, it would would prevent so many problems doing it at the beginning of the inning, John.
1: That's exactly right. I think we almost need to have someone there, prior to the pitcher leaving the bullpen where they're warming up, have them go through the the pat down or whatever Mm -hmm. because as much as Commissioner Manford seems to be worried about games taking longer, this is going to cause the games to take longer. And this this does not eat into the pitcher's time between innings that they get to throw or, or any such other thing. This is just added on to that
0: yeah, that that's that's a good point. We're gonna act, we're actually gonna get to that in a C block a little bit. Somebody uh, another person wrote in about pace of play issues and whatnot. And Jason and I were talking about this on an episode that we did that a pitch clock would help immensely.
1: Well, well DC they do have a pitch clock and they have a similar clock for uh, actually it's twenty seconds after a play. For a manager to be able to challenge something and ask for a replay
0: yeah, of you. that's that's a, that's a good point. I mean, they already have it for that. Why not institute it here as well? But we can get to that a little bit when we get to that particular email. But just to wrap up this uh, foreign substance issue, you know, again, it's not a new rule. It's a, re- a reinforcement of an old rule, which I guess that's why they can get away with these mid-season changes as it were. And getting back to your point about checking a pitcher as he's coming out of the bullpen or coming out of the dugout to begin an inning, it can't be a clubhouse attendant. It's got to be a part of the umpiring crew, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, it has to be that non-biased third party because otherwise you, you could very well see where the clubhouse attendant is going to do that and just conveniently not check somewhere or that's when they're going to slip them the emery board or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, or or the sunscreen for for a better grip or whatever. You know, yeah. I mean having the or having the bullpen coach do it. You know, they know oh, he's good to go. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they're going to tell the truth if he knows his pitcher is loading up. It's got to be a member of the umpiring crew. It's got to be a neutral party. But uh, Justin, thank you very much uh for writing in and uh, bringing up points that I hadn't thought of. Always appreciate it when our listeners are on the ball like that. Right now we've got the trivia corner, and we've got this trivia question today. Marco Gonzalez will be pitching this evening in his home state. He is from Fort Collins, Colorado. That, as you may know, he went to school in Washington at Gonzaga, just up uh, the road from me. Did he go to high school here or in Colorado or somewhere else? I'll let you know after this word from Rock Auto, which is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for uh, for auto parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, van, SUV, or crossover. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Answer to today's uh, trivia question, Marco Gonzalez, a Colorado native who went to uh, went to college here in Washington state. High school though, was it in Colorado, Washington, or somewhere else? John, you want to wager a guess. You got a 1 in 3 shot. I think he
1: went to high school on a pontoon boat in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not quite. He went to high school in, uh, in Colorado, he, in Fort Collins, at uh, Rocky Mountain High School, named, of course, after the famous song by John Denver. Coming up, an email so full of grammatical problems, I could not have Clive read it. But first, this word from Bet Online: the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Jeez, they really got to change the script. It's been in full swing for months now, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info. For all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, don't know if they're still in progress, the NHL expansion, draft time, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Trade deadline coming up in about a week and a half. Actually, the trade deadline is the same day as my last show here. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, J.M. We're back here on Locked On Mariners answering your listener emails. For this next one, we're going to drop the Clive Braithwaite to the fourth shtick. And I don't want to be too mean to this guy, but it was not exactly the best written email I've gotten. Uh, The use of punctuation was rather limited, and there were some things that I don't think he proofread real well. So trying to run it through Clive's Texas speech engine just was not going to happen. So I'm going to read it, and I'm going to read it exactly as it's written. Hey DC, it's Ryan from Tenino, Washington. Again, haven't sent in anything in probably a year, but I just had a couple questions. You can answer one or them all, whatever you decide. I've been thinking recently about the starting rotation going into 2022 and 2023, and having control of Marco through 2024. Plus, our young guys are still in the minors. Could you see Flexen not capitalized? Given unproven throughout his years in the league, could he get a extension this offseason to be a 2 or 3 in the rotation to come and so could you say also not capitalized get that as well Another question I had is why the hate for what the game is becoming with the show for fans. I understand that some things shouldn't change but baseball has far dipped below the NFL, not capitalized, and NBA, also not capitalized. In fans over the last 20 years I've been alive. Wouldn't you want as a host yourself to see more fans listening to your show you increase? I'm not saying everything going on is right by all means, but the little bat flips and things of that nature aren't hurting anyone. In Enjoy the show and look forward to potentially being on it. Have a great heat wave day. Sent from my iPhone. This was sent during the massive heat wave. I'm not. Sh- what date was that? Was that the day that it hit 111 here? I don't. Re- I don't remember. But um, we're still in the 90s here, and we're going to be in the 90s for the next several weeks. If anybody out there wants to send an email to the show or anywhere, to be completely honest, I beg you. Please proofread it. Ryan, I swear I am not trying to be mean, but that email was was quite difficult to read. Just to address the second part of the email, just briefly before we start talking about the pitching stuff, if we were talking about just little backflips, then there wouldn't be an issue, but we're not talking about just little backflips. We're talking about showing up the opponent, which is what the Mariners have done a couple times, and that's what I had an issue with. But as far as the rotation goes... Logan Gilbert is definitely going to be a part of this rotation barring some sort of catastrophic injury heaven forbid. 2 starts ago, the start where he went 7 innings, I want to say John. That was that was almost a masterpiece. And that could be a sign a positive sign of things to come. He mentioned having control of Marco through 2024. You know, last year he was brilliant. In the last couple of years before that, he was also very, very good. Not the same this year, and who knows why that is. He also talked about Flexen, who was up until this year unproven, but he's got a much different approach now. His command is improved. I've been very impressed with Mr. Flexen, so I think he could be a part of this rotation for quite a while, and I'm not exactly sure how old he is. I'm looking that up now. He is 27 years old. He just turned 27 a few weeks ago. So he's still a fairly young guy, where Marco is 29, and his birthday is in February. So Flexen's about two and a half years younger. He could be a part of this rotation for a while, and the Mariners have him through next year. He was, so was signed to a two-year contract, I believe. He also mentioned uh, Yusei Kikuchi, who was also, in my estimation, unproven going into this year. I will let you say a few things after after I'm done rambling, John. But you say, obviously, could be a part of the rotation for a few years to come as well. Who knows what the guys in the minors are going to develop into. Logan Gilbert has seemingly panned out so far. 11 starts into his major league career. He's doing very, very well. You can never predict how a player is going to develop, however. And that's why I think that predicting out the rotation is not something that I'm prepared to do beyond a couple, maybe even beyond this year, John.
1: Uh, No, and with the way the Mariners seem to like to make changes and the way some of us fans are left guessing is like, okay, why did you do that? I thought we were trying to rebuild. So you you really can't. I would say that if, if I were managing or general managing, Mm -hmm. based on the projections going off of where we are this year, I would have Kikuchi, Flexen, and Gilbert, and then Gonzalez as a... Well, I'm old school, guys, so I would go with probably a four-man rotation. (laughs) Maybe that odd odd fifth guy as a spot starter slash long reliever. But I would have... Marco, as much as I like him, I would have him as my three or four man in the rotation based on how he's done this year,
0: and also kind of based on how Flexen and uh, Kikuchi-san have done this year because they've really stepped up their games.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: And you know, getting to your getting to your point of a shortened rotation. Remember the gang? The Mariners still have a six man rotation this year, and that they said it was because of the uh, lingering COVID weirdness from last year. I don't know if they're going to go back to a five-man rotation next year, but if they do, then they've got some decisions to make. Ryan did not mention Justice Sheffield or Justin Dunn in his email. Justice Sheffield has really regressed this year. His stuff is not what it was last year. His command was not what it was last year. But last year he showed that he does have the potential to be a – good middle-of-the-rotation starter. Justin Dunn, I'm still not sold on. He's got to improve his command, and he's got to stay out of so many full counts and 2-2 counts, and he's got to stop throwing so many pitches. Otherwise, he's not going to be a good option as a starter. Whereas you've got Gilbert, who is a rookie. It's his first year. Emerson Hancock is sitting down in the minor leagues, as is George Kirby, and they're obviously much younger than Mr. Sheffield, Mr. Dunn, or even Mr. Gonzalez. Uh, So the Mariners kind of have, sort of, a glut of starting pitching going forward. And they're all under 30 years old. Kikuchi actually might be 30. Let me check on that. But everybody else is under the age of 30. Kikuchi-san is uh, 30 years old. Yes, he's about 30 years and one month old. Actually shares a birthday with, uh, with my friend Riley, June 17th. So... You know, the rotation in the future is usually when you say it's filled with question marks, that's a negative thing. There are so many potential starters who could be a part of that rotation in 2024 that it's going to be very interesting to see how it shakes out. I don't know if Mr. Sheffield's going to be a part of it. I don't know if Mr. Dunn's going to be a part of it. I would be surprised if Mr. Flexen's not a part of it if he can keep up what he's been doing uh, throughout the remainder of this year and next year, you say Kikuchi has seemingly arrived and hopefully Marco Gonzalez can turn it around and regain the form that he had last year. We are way behind schedule. So we'll uh, talk about the second part of the email in C block. Before we get to that C block, if you out there have a question or a comment, send it over to locked Mariners at gmail.com questions and comments on any subject are highly encouraged. Does not have to be about the Mariners. Does not have to be about sports at all. And as I mentioned on last Friday's program, next week is my last week. We will be doing one more email episode, and that will be next Thursday. Coming up, more of your listener emails featuring questions on world travel, Pythagorean theorem, and clam chowder. But first, this word from Spotify Green Room, and John, can I ask you to read the ads please i 'm going through another one of those spells where i 'm not feeling feeling very well, and uh, the ads need to be coherent, so would you please go for it? uh why
1: certainly, uh, but first, I, I hope there is a little bit of bacon in that clam chowder
0: <laughs> oh much much ba- much bacon oh i'm glad you're doing <laughs> i'm glad you're doing the ads, John
1: jeez. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with DC, me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. DC will be hosting rooms for Locked On Mariners once a week. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. Download the Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices with a beta version for Android, which I have Android. It works very well. Mm-hmm. Be sure to create a profile and join the Major League Baseball group for the latest league updates. Follow DC at Locked On Mariners to be notified when his room goes live. And follow me at Seattle Pilot 69. I'm often in DC's weekly green rooms. Green room, changing the way we talk sports. And now a word from the greatest protein bar since the invention of protein. (laughs) As DC likes to say, Bilt Bar is the greatest protein bar in the history of hexahedral prisms. They're high in protein and fiber, low in sugar and calories. They're soft and easy to chew and don't have a weird aftertaste or chalky texture. Just good old-fashioned deliciousness. Go on over to com to place an order to try for yourself. You can order their variety box to sample a little of everything or compile a box of the three flavors that intrigue you most, like raspberry, salted caramel, or for you chocoholics out there, double chocolate.
0: I will interject. Peanut butter brownie is my favorite.
1: Ooh, peanut butter brownie does sound good. I will have to try that.
0: You can try some when you come over this weekend. I still have some.
1: Ooh, fantastic. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. You're welcome. If you use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order.
0: Welcome back to Locked on Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you, J.M. Back off for the uh, final segment here on Locked on Mariners. D.C. Lundberg here along with John Miller and Clive Braithwaite fourth. I have to say that um, <laughs> I'm so glad you did the ads considering my brain is not behaving today. And now I feel bad about bagging on Ryan's grammar in his email after using the phrase, much bacon, which is not proper at all. I guess I kind of had it coming, <laughs> didn't I? Uh, we're not done with Ryan's email yet. We did talk about the pitching part of it, and the other part of it in talking about uh, excessive celebrations. That part of the email, I'm obviously going to disagree with you um, on this one, Ryan, because at these little bat flips, as you as you put it, we're not talking about just little bat flips. I'm talking about a player standing in the batter's box, posing for a home run after he's hit it, and admiring his handiwork. And that is showing up the opposing pitcher. I don't think Taylor Trammell meant it that way, and I don't think Shedlong Jr. meant it that way. But this is why you have veterans on the ball club to take these young guys aside and say, you know, you might not want to do that because the pitcher is going to take that as showing him up. And you never want to show up an opponent. They're out there working just as hard as you are, and you don't want to insult them. And there are pitchers still around who are going to take exception to that. I'd like to see Trammell or Long do that against uh, Max Scherzer because I I don't think he'd take it very well, John. And Uh, I know that you have have some thoughts on this as well. I was actually just about to toss to you so you can put in uh, your two cents. Go for it. Yeah,
1: he, he certainly would not take it well. And there are pitchers who learn from, and I believe in our conversation the other day, we mentioned someone like Garrett Cole. Yep. Both of these guys are good veteran pitchers who will have younger guys watching them and learning from them. And so this old school thing will continue. There will be guys who are going to see that and say, okay, next pitch is ending up in your ear, so to speak. (laughs) You're getting a little bit of chin music there.
0: Yeah. And I, I will say the throwing at people's heads for that, is an extreme reaction. Th- throw at his hip or something like that, but don't aim at his head. Continue, please, John.
1: Oh, yeah, that that was just merely an expression, but...
0: Yeah, although there are pitchers years ago who would throw at people's heads if, uh, <laughs> if they got shown up like that. And I'm glad that that's kind of gone by the wayside, because, again, that's an extreme reaction. You don't want to fool with the guy's careers. You just want to send a message, hey, don't do that again. But you don't want to screw with his career or his potentially life.
1: No. Oh, that you would want to either see how good of a jumper he is and aim for his feet, or right. just simply put, aim for center mass, hit him in the ribs, send a message, get leave him with a nice bruise, and like, okay, you're not going to do that to me again.
0: And you know, and not that anybody's earned the right to show up a pitcher like that, but Tremel's a rookie, and he was hitting a buck sixty at the time. And if you're a veteran guy out there or even not a veteran guy and a rookie hitting a buck 60 hits a home run and then poses like that, Trammell has not, by any stretch of the imagination, earned that at all. Rookies, I mean, it used to be that rookies were supposed to be seen and not heard. And that's kind of gone away too. And I'm not unhappy about that um, because rookies are important parts of ball clubs or they can be. Um, the kind of light hazing with the uh, you know the rookies in the bullpen wearing pink backpacks, that's kind of fun, but other rookie hazing rituals, so to speak, that used to go on uh, years and years ago. I'm glad those have gone away too. So yes, the game can change and evolve, but I think it has gone too far in the other way. And Justin, if you think that these players are putting on these shows for the fans, um, you are unfortunately mistaken. It's all about drawing attention to them hey look what i just did it that's that's all it is it's not for the fans john
1: i think these you're you're exactly right dc i think these guys would do well to take a page from baseball hall of famer kirby puckett who when he hit a home run he would race around the bases he wasn't going to spend time he's not pumping his fist he's just i'm not wanting to show anybody up i'm wanting to get in get out and keep the game moving
0: there is one instance where he was kind of pumping his fist around the bases, but he had just hit a home run to win Game 6 of the World Series in 1991 to extend the series and get to a Game 7. There are instances where, and he was not showing up the pitcher at all because he was still running around the bases, and he kind of clenched his fists and said, yeah, that's not showing up the pitcher. Joe Carter hitting the home run to end the 1993 World Series. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he was going around the bases, you know, jumping in the air. He had just won the damn World Series. So he gets a pass, as far as I'm concerned, because that was genuine. He, you know, he described it as total pure joy. And that's the kind of player that Joe Carter was. And to bring a Mariners aspect into this, look at what Ken Griffey Jr. did when he hit a home run. Yeah, he would watch it leave, but he would also be on his way to first base. There's a huge difference. Griffey had style and class. Someone who was a little more flamboyant back in the day, Sammy Sosa. He would hop out of the batter's box when he knew he squared one up, and I didn't have a problem with that either, quite honestly. You can put your own spin on hitting a home run without showing up the pitcher or the other team. But the line is crossed when you stand in the batter's box and admire your work. It's all about respecting the opposition. They're out there busting their asses just like you are. I take that very seriously. I take sportsmanship very seriously. Play the game hard. Play the game with respect. And I think a great deal of the respect part of it is lost on a lot of the modern players. And it's probably not even most players, but quite a few of them we do not have time to get to the other two emails we're actually going to save them for tomorrow's show we'll have two games to recap in the evening and then in the final segment of the day we'll get to the other two emails clive thank you for reading one of them today
2: you're very welcome talk to you tomorrow
0: you bet john thank you for joining us again today we'll talk to you tomorrow as well where can people find you on twitter sir
1: I can be found on Twitter or on the Spotify Green Room at SeattlePilot69.
0: Very nice. Tomorrow will be an evening show since it's an afternoon game. Tomorrow we'll be talking about tonight's game and tomorrow afternoon's, afternoon's game uh, on tomorrow's show, and we'll also get to the uh, pre- uh, the other two emails that we did not have time for today. John Miller and Clive Braithwaite to the fourth will be with with me once again. My goodness, and we will be joined by Alice Nelson. Gold R and a packet of deli mustard. Please remember to download and follow Locked On Mariners. Look for us on any podcasting app you can think of. Leave a rating and review if your podcasting app of choice so allows. And also to remember to to check out the other shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm DC Lundberg. I really can't talk anymore. I'm really glad the show's over. I'll talk to you tomorrow, gang. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.